you're listening to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM. It is 8.05 a.m., a bit of a cloudy day as I look out the window this morning. But now it is time to get into a whole host of things that we do in the second hour. We study the Bible together. We read text messages from people. But first, we'll start off with another question for the quiz. Before Jesus died, he washed the disciples, A, head, B, hands, C, feet, or D, all of the above. 0491 is the number to call or text if you know the answer to that one. If you do, you will go into the draw to win our prizes, answers to difficult Bible texts, as well as the KJV Bible with Mark Finley study helps. We'll give them to you for free. You just have to win the draw. And to get in the draw, you have to answer these questions correctly. The more answers you get, by the way, the more chances you get to win the draw. But... Before Jesus died, he washed the disciples, A, head, B, hands, C, feet, or D, all of the above, 0491-064-669. Okay, so we've been flooded with text messages from people um, wanting to send their encouragement along to Monica and help out where they can, and we just appreciate every single person who has Mm. uh, texted in this morning. going to read some of those text messages, but uh, for those of you who may have missed the news, Mon, who is a... You know, an integral part of the Breakfast Show, one of the well, the founder, one of the founders of the live show here on Faith FM Breakfast Show, a host for uh, quite a long time and has been a regular fill-in host, particularly this last year. And all, you know, in this last year, she has done all of that work entirely voluntary for free, just mm. donated her time, and we appreciate what she's done just tremendously. And so, I'm going to read some of those text messages, but I just want to remind you if you'd like to. Uh, make a donation. She lost her home uh, tragically last night in an unprovoked random arson attack, mm. uh, which is just absolutely mind-boggling, uh, left with basically the dress that she was standing in. Mm. And so uh, we just, yeah, if you would like to make a contribution to Mon, she's made certainly a contribution to every one of our lives here, particularly on the breakfast show, yeah. then do give us a call or send us a text message, 0491 uh, We can give you bank details or the GoFundMe link, whichever you would like, and you can make a, a contribution there. Um, so just heading over to those text messages, uh, we have, well, there's one for you, Lawson. Oh. Great to hear you're doing better than yesterday. <laughs> Praying for your quick recovery. Oh, amen. Thank you. Um, but then this one, we'll pray for Mon. This is so frustrating and I'm angry for her, but I'm also thankful that Mon is safe and okay. That one's mm. from Braden. Janelle says, this is terrible. Poor Mon. Praying for her. Uh, Bruce and Liz, they say, uh, please let Mon know we are sorry about the destruction of her home. Karen says, thinking of Mon this morning, hope that this doesn't dull her beautiful, positive approach to life. Mm. I forwarded some of these through to Mon and in reply to Karen's one, she said, never deflated, not defeated, onward Christian soldiers. That was her reply. And Amen. I mean, just really like that. You can't get a, uh, a better reply than that. And, of course, Jennifer Skews has donated her time to mm. spend some time talking with Mon and working through what Mon's going to be going through. So that's fantastic. It's just mm. great to see, you know, when something awful like this happens, just to see the community coming together. Mm. And somebody here saying, are you going to ask the listeners? There will be so many willing to help. You'll be surprised. God is good. They can send it to uh, the conference or use the app and direct it to her name or fund. Yes, we are. We just did. Um, mm. Our number zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. We're so thankful that uh, there are so many people to help. Um, 
Another one here says, emotional trauma. I wonder if Faith FM could raise a donation fund for Mon. I don't know her financial situation, but if it applies and it's possible, I'd be willing to donate a few bucks. Does Mon mm. have a place to live? Is her family local? Family lives in Tasmania. She's mm. got a lot of support from her family last night, and at the moment she's in our attic. Mm. So, um, yes. So, yeah, just a lot of uh, a lot of prayers for Mon. Uh, give us a call, send us a text message, and we can help you out with how to give her some support. Tragically lost her home last night. Mm. Another one here says, My heartfelt sympathy for Mon. What a sick thing to do to her. May God keep her safe. I pray that her family and friends may take her in this difficult time. I am praying for you, Mon. There is a reason for everything. God knows what the future holds for you. When one door is closed, he will open another, another way for you. So those were, those were most of what you had to say this morning, and it just really touches our heart to think that you as our listeners, Karen, think about us as the hosts. Amen. Um, it's, just, it's just really special. Uh, there was a couple of other text messages about the news stories. Not sure how flying taxi work in some places like Sydney. Does it come to pick you up from home, or do you have to go to a taxi landing area? Good question. I would. It just drops down in the driveway. That'd be the go. That would okay. be incredible. Uh, frogs or xenobots? Amazing stuff. Evolution at its peak. What does it exactly do? Anything specific besides turning you into a frog? <laughs> well, you know, this was the big question that I had when I was researching the article, and the article didn't really say. Uh huh. They said, well, well, they're going to send them into your body and they're going to go to your lungs and they're going to check out stuff in your lungs and there's a lot of potential for this and we uh, – just, they just talked about a, lot, a lot about potential. Yeah. So what's this space? Don't really know. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, you love that, you know, potential, the hype, you yes. could say. And it could very well just mean that this amounts to nothing. But surely on a platform like that where it's you've got these living – cells that can swim around your body and do amazing things like surely it should be able to dispense you know medication or whatever it may be something like that mm. they're going to do something with it something amazing mm. all right where are we up to what are we studying we're, we're studying we, the bible we are studying the bible mm-hmm. we did psalms 49 yesterday let's do psalms 71 today how about that oh yeah sure Psalm 71. Let's, let's, let's flick over there real quick. Let's see what it's got to say. Uh, we did a whole psalm yesterday, which was great. Uh, why don't we do a whole psalm again today? Yeah. Psalms 71. What have you got there? Psalms How long is this one? 71. I'm just turning the page now. Psalm 71. 24 verses. There you 24 go. 24 verses long. Let's work our way through it. All right. Do you want me to just read the whole thing in one go? Well, we kind of did that yesterday, and then yeah. we worked back through it. So yeah. why not? Looks sure. like we're going to have a few psalms this week. All right, everyone, get let's you know get your reading on reading glasses on. We're going to read together, group reading. Oh Lord, I have come to you for protection. Don't let me be disgraced. Save me and rescue me, for you do what is right. Do turn, sorry, your ear to me. And listen and set me free. Be my rock of safety where I can always hide. Give the order to save me, for you are my rock and my fortress. My God, rescue me from the power of the wicked, from the clutches of the cruel oppressors. 
O Lord, you alone are my hope. I've trusted you, O Lord, from my childhood. Yes, you have been with me from birth. From my mother's womb, you have cared for me. No wonder I am always praising you. My life is an example to many because you have been my strength and protection. That is why I can never stop praising you. I declare your glory all day long. And now in my old age, don't set me aside. Don't abandon me when my strength is failing. For my enemies are whispering against me. They are plotting together to kill me. They say God has abandoned him. Let's go and get him for no one will help him now. Oh God, don't stay away. My God, please hurry to help me. Bring disgrace and destruction upon my accusers. Humiliate and shame those who want to harm me. But I will keep on hoping for your help. I will praise you more and more. I will tell everyone about your righteousness. All day long, I will proclaim your saving power, though I am not skilled with words. I will praise your mighty deeds, O sovereign Lord. I will tell everyone that you alone are just. O God, you have taught me from my earliest childhood, and I will constantly tell others about the wonderful things you do. Now that I am old and gray, do not abandon me, O God. Let me proclaim your power to this new generation, your mighty miracles to all who come after me. Your righteousness, O God, reaches to the highest heavens. You have done such a wonderful things. Who can compare with you, O God? You have allowed me to suffer much hardship, but you will restore me to life again and lift me up from the depths depths of the earth. You will restore me to even greater honor and comfort me once again. Then I'll praise you with music on the harp because you are faithful to your promises. Oh my God, I will sing praises to you with a liar or holy one of Israel. I will shout for joy and sing your praises for you have ransomed me. I'll tell you about, I'll tell about your righteous deeds all day long. And everyone who tried to hurt me has shame and has been humiliated. Wow. Good timing right there. Great (laughs) psalm. Uh, And well done. You know, I read through that psalm right there and I see a bit of a contrast with the psalm that we had yesterday Mm. uh, where we had, you know, David contrasting the hope that is in the resurrection with the foolishness of trusting in wealth. Mm. And now he's come to, you know, the latter years of his life, his enemies are circling, you know, they want to see the end of him and he is he's he's calling out to God for help and he's placing his trust in God, which is really the only place that you can put your tra- your, your trust when you are struggling in a situation mm. like this. And so we've got a bunch of verses that we're going to go through Uh, in this particular passage, to really look at, you know, okay, in a time of crisis, where exactly are you going to find security and peace? You know, we've been talking about Mon's crisis. Where can Mm. you go when bad things happen? You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Contact us on 0491-064-669. All right, so let's take a moment to look at what David says right here in relationship to looking back at his past and seeing how God has looked after him. Verse 6, why don't you share with us verse 6 again there? We've got to pick out a couple of key verses before we go through the whole thing. In verse 6 it says, Yes, you have been with me from birth, from my mother's womb. You have cared for me. No wonder I am always praising you. Which is really interesting. The Bible says that God cares for somebody Mm-hmm. when they're in their mother's womb. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could get into all kinds of political yeah, stuff yeah, on yeah. this one right here. <laughs> but that is the Christian perspective, the mm-hmm. God ca- that God cares for the person mm. 
who is in the womb. In other in other places, the Bible says that, uh, for instance, John the Baptist was filled with the Holy Spirit in his mother's womb. And here's a challenge for all of you pregnant mothers that are listening this morning. How often do you pray for your unborn child to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Mm. You know, once they're born, yes, we definitely pray for our children to be filled with the Spirit. But do you do that from the moment of conception? Mm. Because the Bible says that an unborn fetus can be filled with the Holy Spirit. And, you know, you've got to remember also that the first person to welcome Jesus as the Messiah and to recognize the presence of Jesus at the Messiah mm-hmm. was a fetus. Yeah. You start to put all of these together and it shows, you know, the true personhood that we have the moment that we are conceived, we are mm. the creation of God. Mm-hmm. You know, regardless of how that creation comes about, we are the creation of God. Sometimes that creation comes about in tragic circumstances and we get that. But that doesn't change who we are as a human being and it doesn't change the potential that every single person has to become a child of God, to become a servant of God. You know, so often I say to people, you know, well, you know, this person's better off not to come into life. Well, they're already in life, but they're better off not to come into this world because of the terrible circumstances that they're going to grow up in. Don't look at the terrible circumstances. Mm. Look at the potential that they have to become a servant of God. Mm. Amen. Um, And of the great things that they can do. Um, and and so yeah, we we uh, it's just some great passages right here. All right, let's go down to verse seventeen. Let's see what it says in verse seventeen. We'll just pick out a couple of highlights as we go through. In verse seventeen, so so, so so just before we go there, of course, David is looking back over his past and he's seeing how God has protected him. He begins by talking about how God protected him in the womb, mm. particularly relevant in those days where childhood mortality was very very high. Mm. And mortality in giving birth was very high. One of the most dangerous things that a woman could do in those days was to give birth. Yeah, wow. Mm. And he was the 12th. Oh, there's a 12th son? David. Yes. I believe so. Well, he's the youngest. He's the youngest, I know that. Yeah. Uh, there was a bunch of them, mm. um, sons of Jesse. And mm-hmm. so, you know, every time another child is born, the odds you know. of something going wrong are just are there. Yeah. Mm. All right, verse 17. Continues on, it says, O God, you have taught me from my earliest childhood, and I constantly tell others about the wonderful things that you do. You know, it would be interesting to have a head of state who is, that's just his theme. Mm -hmm. You know, you come into the courtroom, you come into the throne room, and what do you find David talking about? It's like, wow, I wrote this great psalm last night. Have a listen to this one. Mm. I could see you doing this, Lawson, breaking out the guitar. (laughs) Have a listen to this one, guys. Lawson, you know, from time to time when there's a bit of a break in the studio. No, I'm too shy. I'm too too shy to write, uh, to show people my own things that I've written. I'm like, ooh, yeah. But I'm happy for David, good songwriter, you know. Yes, that's that's more that's more Jade and Adriana Wales. That's more their their thing. Yes, we we had one glory on the show yesterday. You do you, more, you, you do more just sort of covers. I just I'm just covering because I'm too embarrassed of the things that I write. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is oh, yikes, you know. One day, there's a little bit of shame there. One day, there's, a, there's a few. There will be an awesome. There's a, a few awesome bangers that I've written, you know, and I'll proclaim them and I'll I'll own up to them. But there's there's a bit of a, a yeah a well a, a small well of songs that I've attempted to write, and they're just 
I think if you were in this situation, people came in, you'd be sitting there with your guitar and like, let me share with you the Haystack song. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But he he says here, I I really love the thing that you're saying, you know, we're we're saying, okay, from earliest childhood, from from the fetus stage, you know, God is caring. But I love this. You have taught me from my earliest childhood. Yes. I was just so blessed over the weekend to stay with your son and your daughter-in-law. And your grandson. They, they are They're amazing. Just amazing. People. And what Praise I God. loved so much is we would get together for worship and you would think, you know, okay, you got a baby. He's just sitting there during worship and it's like, oh, okay, you know, he he's doesn't. three months old. He's three months old. He doesn't really understand anything yet. He just laughs and cries and smiles and eats. You know, that's his thing. And, and we and could poops. just, we could, sorry. And, and, poops. and Yeah, a lot. Um, <laughs> Uh, but we could just sit there and, you know, do our own little devotion and the baby can sit there and we can pray and, you know, move on. But every single time we did worship, we crack out. We have, we have two books that we'd grab one book. It's like an adult devotional and the other comes from a, a a shelf of children's devotionals books. And we would open up the children's devotional and be the story about the gospel or it'd be the story about Jonah or the story about creation. And it'd be one of those books where you can like feel it, you know, and it has like Uh, the the different uh, surfaces, like a multi-sensory book. That's right. It's like, and God created the lion and it's like furry and, and whatnot. And I just saw. Harley and Eliza, and they're just teaching their baby about God. Again, he's three months old, but they're just immersing him in an environment where he can learn about God from his earliest of memories. Yes. And I was just like, you know, well, it spoke to me, and I'm like, I'm learning so much from this about how to be a good, godly parent. Uh, but simultaneously, like, I- I'm just thinking, wow, this is this is such a positive thing. Yes. For the child. And and that's what David's indicating here. He's like, God, I serve you and follow you now. I praise you now because from my earliest childhood, I was taught about you. Yes. And so I just see there's never a bad time to immerse your children in the knowledge of God and and to constantly, you know, lift the bar. Treat them as as people who have the right to know and learn about God. And for your children never, ever to know a time where there's not regular family worship. Oof, yeah. Never, just never to know that time. Mm. That's that's the ideal right there. And at this stage, you know, he senses the love in his father's voice mm. or his mother's or his, or his, his um, adopted uncle's voice. You know, when Lawson's there, he senses, he senses the love, he senses the tone. But he also gets into a routine of this is a special family time. Mm. This is a time when the family comes together and everybody is there together and they spend some special time together and with me. Mm. And that's what's great for kids. This is, this is one of the things I, I encourage parents is, you know, get your children into that habit. Take them to have family worship with them every day. Take them to church every Sabbath so that they never know any different from that and just soak them and immerse them. And, and this is, you know, what David says right here from my youngest youth. Mm. You know, you've been right there, central to my life. And you think back of Jesse and Jesse's wife. We don't know her name, do we? I don't believe we do. And we I don't should. think we do. It's a pity we don't. Mm. Um, but you think of the fact of, you know, how David grew up as the youngest member of the family, as a godly young man. And what you find is that, you know, if parents are ever going to slack off, mm. it will be with the youngest. Mm. This is clearly a family that didn't slack off. Yeah. It's like, no, this is who we are. 
we worship God. We worship God every day. Yeah. My my dad is one of ten, and he tells a story like, and he's nine. He's number nine out of ten, and you know his his older brothers and sisters. They went to you know the the better schools and whatnot. And by the time we got to him, it's like, all right, son, you're gonna go to Toronto High, and <laughs> <laughs> like, and you get the hand me down uniforms, and you get you know this that. It's gone down through nine people already. <laughs> that's right, and, and obviously and now they're yours. Like, and he didn't come from a wealthy family either. Like, very much like you know a poor family living in Toronto, like. And But, yeah, it's just amazing to see. And I think the other cool thing, just talking about children and talking about family worship, it's so encouraging when the kids get a little bit older and I've been a part of family worships where the kids are maybe, you know, three to five or five to seven around this age. And then it's like, hey, kids, what books do you want to read for family worship? And they're like, I want to read this one. I want to read this. Like, they're so engaged. And they've they, read that book so many times before. Yeah. And they're like, yes, we want to learn about God. We want to do family worship. They're excited. It's like, man, why don't my children want to engage in godly things? And it's like, well, hey, let's start to get that habit. And you can start from literally the moment they're born. Yep. Start oh, from scratch. It's amazing. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. You're listening to Faith FM on uh, 87.6, or 88. You're with the Double L team, Lyle and Lawson. Lawson's going to bring you another question for the quiz. According to 1 John chapter 4, why should we not automatically believe every spirit? 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text if you know the answer to that one. And if you can, if you do, I Lyle's getting the, the jokers. Are, are you seeing if this passages in the book no i'm just uh looking for another random question to ask you that you might be wondering about and uh, you need to know the answer for that's right i was just like well first john four and and this uh this question you know why should we not automatically believe every spirit is probably contained within that book answers to difficult bible questions which uh hey which we're giving you away for free along with an amazing KJV Bible with Mark Finley's study helps. This is a big, massive leather Bible, which we'll give to you for free as long with, uh, with this book as well. As long as you win the draw, which you need to answer, enter by answering these questions correctly. But again, that question is, according to 1 John 4, why should we not automatically believe every spirit? 0491 Okay, here's an interesting one. Proverbs chapter 31 and verse 6. What are you going to say if somebody comes to you with this verse and tries to defend using alcohol? What does it say? Give strong drink to him that is ready to perish and wine to those that are heavy of heart. If you don't know the answer to it, what are you going to do? But if you've got Joe Cruz's little book on uh, answers to difficult questions, let me, let me show you how this book works because it will give you a really simple answer. Mm-hmm. So it goes like this. This text and its preceding Bible ver- preceding verses plainly reveal that no intelligent individual with a good mind will use intoxicating beverages. With no drugs to deaden the pain of fatal illness, the ancients used strong drink as a pain-killing agent along with certain no- narcotic herbs. You find it in Matthew 27, verse 34. Mm. The Amplified Old Testament reads, Give strong drink as medicine to him. In the same sense, wine was allowed for the manic depressive, just as tranquilizing agents are used today. The Amplified Bible reads, Wine to those in bitter distress of heart, a clear description of severe emotional illness. Mm. 
But the same writer strongly urges that responsible people are not given any alcohol. Mm. So, yeah, just gives it some little bit of context for you and helps you to understand, okay, what's going on here? Well, you can read in Proverbs chapter 21, uh, don't even look at alcohol. Mm. Uh, Proverbs chapter 20, it's, it's a strong drink is raging. Anyone who touches it is deceived by it, you know, don't even go there. So much in Proverbs that is against the use of alcohol, and you find this one and was like, wait a minute, is this a contradiction or what? But, you know, once again, the context is uh, the ancient world. The context is medicinal use, and we use much stronger drugs than alcohol in medicinal use mm. today, and we're thankful for it. Uh, and the context is, you know, the, uh, an environment in which they were using what was available to them. And all context is also terminal illness. Mm. So, yeah, mm. that's kind of how it works. Very simple ap- explanations for mm-hmm. challenging Bible verses. Oh, so that basically means that palliation is, is palliative good. care. Yeah, where you just you just dose up the morphine before they before they go. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, we were reading the Bible. All right, we are reading the Bible. Let's go to verse 3. In verse 3, the Bible says, Be my rock of safety, where I can always hide. Give the order to save me, for you are my rock and my fortress. Was that verse 3? In Psalm 71. What is it? Verse 9. Verse 9. Come yes. on, Lyle. Verse 9. And now in my old age, don't set me aside. Don't abandon me when my strength is failing. Okay, so he's at the end of his life right here, mm. and he's kind of feeling like, I need God. Mm. And we need. he says, I've needed God since I was born. I needed God when I was a youth. Now I need God in my old age. Mm. Uh, go to verse 12. In verse 12, it says, Oh, God, don't stay away from me. My God, please hurry to help me. And now read verse 20. In verse 20, it says, You have allowed me to suffer much hardship, but you will restore me to life again and lift me up from the depths of the earth. So this is an interesting passage right here because you've got a situation in which God has really uh, helped David out many times throughout Mm. his life. David is at the end of his life. His enemies are circling. They're starting to say things like, well, the king's going to die soon. Who are we going to put on the throne? You know, all of these discussions Mm. are taking place. And you can imagine what it would be like in the ancient world where the king was the ultimate ruler. Mm. And, uh, you know, it wasn't like they were going to hold an election or anything like that. It was like, well, it's going to pass to one of his sons. Which one's Mm. it going to be? And if it's not going to pass to one of its sons, he'll pass to one of his important men. You know, is it going to be somebody like Rehoboam or Joab or... You know, and there's uh, a whole bunch of important men that are sort of around the place and it could pass to one of these kinds of people. Mm. Uh, maybe this is an opportunity to get rid of the house of David. You know, all of these discussions would be taking place as David grows older in years. And David simply says, look, I've been in terrible, terrible situations. Mm. And it would be very easy at a time like that to become very discouraged and to think, God has abandoned me. Mm. Why does this happen? This is not fair. You know, this is not just. I'm the one who's serving God. Saul is the one who is rebelling against God. Mm. I'm the one who God has said that you're serving me so well, you're going to give me the kingdom. Saul is the one who's serving God so badly that you've said you will take the kingdom away Mm. from him. 
So why am I the one who's living in a cave while Saul, Saul is living in a palace? Mm. Why am I the one who's running for my life? Why am I the one who ends up putting, you know, pretending to be insane so that I can escape from the Philistines? Mm. Why am I the one who, you know, has put my life on the line over and over and over and over again for the nation of Israel and now they're trying to hunt me down and kill me? Why? 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 Mm. David gets to the end of his life and he's like, I've been in so many tight spots and God has never failed me. He has never let me down. I'm in a tight spot again right now and he's not going to let me down again. Mm. And I think that might be one of the reasons why. A lot of the time there is no reason why. The only reason why is because we're collateral damage in a battle that is being fought, a battle over ideology that, mm. that is being fought between God and Satan. Mm. All right. <laughs> Let's continue Powerful. on here. It is. Sometimes it's there so that we can learn to trust in God. Mm. All right. The Bible says, you will bring me again from where? Psalms 71 verse 20. Let's read that again. It says, you'll restore me to even greater. Oh, sorry. That's 21. Back uh, 70, to yeah, verse 20. 20. Let's read verse 20 again. You have allowed me to suffer much hardship, but you will restore me to life again and lift me up from the depths of the earth. Okay. So there's an interesting passage. You will restore to me to life again and li- lift me up from where? The depths. Of the what? Of the earth. Okay, so David here doesn't just rest in the promise of God's protection mm. and he doesn't rest just by looking back at the past and seeing how God has delivered him in the past. He also knows that he's facing death. Mm. And as he faces death, he has this confidence that God will do what? Resurrect Lift him up from the depths yeah. of the earth and give him life again. Notice it's not a situation here of, oh, when I die, you will take me straight to heaven. No, mm. he says, you will resurrect me from the depths of the earth. I'll be buried in the ground and you will resurrect me from the ground. You know what's so interesting about that, Lyle, is doesn't this, if you subscribe to a model of thinking about death as either going straight to heaven or straight to hell, doesn't this sound like David's going to hell? If he's going down into the depths of the earth. Yeah, well, that'd be a bit of a problem, wouldn't it? Yeah, that would definitely be a problem. He's going into the grave. He's not going down into the depths of hell. That's right. Uh, the Bible says that David was a man after God's own heart and that he was a saved man that we will see in heaven. Saved by grace because he did some pretty terrible things, but that mm. grace is available to every single one of us. Mm. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Time for answers to our quiz questions. Go for it, Lawson. Answers to the quiz questions. When was when the earth was created? What hovered over the over the waters? It was the spirit of God. The occupation of the prophet Amos. He was a shepherd. So then, it is not him that willeth, nor him that runneth, but of God that showeth mercy. That's Romans nine sixteen. Before Jesus died, he washed the disciples' feet. And finally, according to 1 John chapter 4, why should we not automatically believe every spirit? Because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Congratulations, everyone, who got answers correct this morning. But right now, it is time for... Question of the Day. All right, we have a question of the day that's come in from Wayne, and Wayne asks, can you tell me where to find the meaning of Daniel chapter 12 and verse 12? Okay, so Daniel 12 and verse 12, the Bible says, Blessed is he that waits and comes to the 1335 days. 
Well, the way to find the meaning to that is to go back to the previous verse where it says, And from the time that the daily sacrifice shall be taken away and the abomination that makes desolate set up, there shall be 1,290 days. So there's your answer. Except that you kind of need to understand the 1290 so that you can understand the 1335. Mm-hmm. So let's delve into this very quickly. This is the three-minute version mm-hmm. of a one-hour Bible study. So if I don't cover everything, you understand why. First of all, if you're reading in the King James Version, you'll notice the word sacrifice is an added word Mm -hmm. that doesn't necessarily belong there. And so it can simply read from the time that the daily was taken away until the abomination that makes desolates is set up, there will be 1,290 days. And so we simply ask ourselves the question, okay, when was then what was the means by which the daily was taken away? Mm-hmm. And if you go back to Daniel chapter 8, the Bible tells you the means by which the daily was taken away. Uh, Daniel chapter 8, and we're going to go down to verse 12. The Bible says, An army was given him, that's the Antichrist, mm-hmm. against the daily by reason of transgression, and it cast down the truth to the ground, and it practiced and prospered. So now you ask yourself the question, okay, when was an army given to the Antichrist? Mm. Once again, this is the three-minute version of this Bible study. An army was given to the Antichrist for the very first time in the year 508 uh, AD by Clovis, king of the Franks, who bequeathed his forces to the use of the papacy, the church at that particular Mm. time, and gave the church an army. A church has no business having an army. Mm. And this is one of the things that made the Antichrist the Antichrist, is that they had an army and immediately began to go to war with anyone who opposed the church that was in Rome, which was a lot of the world at that particular time, and used that army to bring the world into subjection to Rome. And so we put the year 508 as the date in which the Antichrist received an army. Mm-hmm. If you go from 508, 1290 years, that brings you to 1798, which is the year in which the Vatican lost its army. Mm -hmm. So in 1798, of course, the Pope was taken prisoner uh, by the French. The papal government was abolished. The decree was made that there would never be another Pope and there wasn't a single country in the world that had the slightest interest in even lifting a hair in defence of the papacy. Mm -hmm. Everyone's like, well, that's it. It's done. It's over. It's dead. It's been dying ever since the great Protestant Reformation began and now it's breathing its last. Well, the Bible says the deadly wound would be healed. So that takes you from 508 to 1798. Okay, so that gives you your starting date now for the 1335. Now, in Daniel chapter 8, there is another prophecy. And if we go back to Daniel chapter 8, in verse 13, the Bible says, Then I heard one saint speaking to another saint, said to that saint which spoke, How long will be the vision concerning the daily and the transgression of desolation to give both the sanctuary and the host to be trodden underfoot? And he said to me, Under 2,300 days, then shall the sanctuary be cleansed. That's 2,300 years, day for year principle that we use in Bible prophecy. And as a result of that, you can calculate that through, and that's going to come out to 1844. So that goes from 457 BC to 1844. We don't have time to go into all of those details. That's another one-hour Bible study as well. What's interesting is when you take your 1335 prophecy, beginning in the year 508, which is given to you in the previous verse in the 1290 prophecy, that also takes you through to the 1844 experience. Mm. And so what you've got is another, a second 1844 prophecy 
right here. Mm -hmm. Uh, People sometimes read the 2300 and go, oh, that's the only place in the Bible it's mentioned. No, it's repeated in Daniel chapter 12. It's repeated. You can study it from Daniel 12 or you can study it from Daniel chapter 8. You're going to get it from either of those places. And this triangulates the prophecy so that we can have absolute confidence in the date that is given right there in Scripture. And, you know, I've been passing on many of your well wishes to Mon, and she just says, you know, it's so surreal because I've seen GoFundMe's set up for people in desperate situations, and now all of a sudden I'm on the other side of that. The strangest thing is that it all happened so quickly. One second I had barely a care in the world, and then in a matter of minutes I had nothing. It's difficult to wrap my head around. Mm -hmm. Um, She goes on here, and and another one says, the last one I got through is says, feeling overwhelmed with the love and kindness. Mm. It's much needed sweetness to my morning. So Amen. thank you to everybody who has sent their wishes into um, Mon, who hosts the show here. She's been here uh, over a month this year in total. And if you'd like to send, she lost her home, everything in it, uh, just left with the dress that she was standing in. Mm. Uh, 0491064669 is our number. Do, do send a message of support through. Fantastic stuff. As you go through this day, don't forget to talk faith, to live faith, to act faith, and you will grow strong in Jesus Christ. For being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1 800 Faith FM.